0: What we need in the United States is not division. What we need in the United States is not hatred. What we need in the United States is not violence and lawlessness, but is love and wisdom and compassion toward one another. Every nation has a darker side, and the easiest thing for a politician to do is to appeal to our hatred and our anger and our bigotry and greed and xenophobia and all the alchemies of demagoguery. My father and my uncle had a vision for America, a vision of racial harmony, of prosperity for all Americans, of peace in the world, and of honest government. Their lives were tragically cut short, and America took a different path. Yet the possibility they foresaw is still alive, the America that almost was, and yet may be. I've been fighting corporate corruption my entire life, but I understand that today, The problem is much larger than a few crooked individuals. The problem is a system that no longer serves the people, and a people who are so divided and so fearful that they are easily ruled. It's time to unlearn the reflexes of fear and blame and find ways to unify ourselves and turn our country around. I won't pretend to you that it will be easy, but I know what it will take. My father said it, love, wisdom and compassion toward one another, and that's where we need to start. We will scale down the war machine and bring our resources home. We will rebuild our water systems, repair our roads, modernize our railroads, and clean up our environment. We will also clean up government and earn back the people's trust. We will end the secrecy, the censorship, and the surveillance we will again be a fearless land of liberty. The cost of freedom is always high, but Americans have always paid it. We will face honestly the darker parts of our history, the genocide, the racism, not to shame or blame or punish, but to repair as best we can in a spirit of compassion and kindness toward all. I'm inviting all of you to join me to create an America that we can believe in and be proud of again. I'm Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and I'm running for President of the United States.
1: All right, good morning. Good morning, and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Thursday, May 11th, 2023, on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. And uh, it is a wild and dystopic ride. I'm sure you know, we will touch on a few things and uh, talk about how wild and dystopic. Uh, To begin, you know, listeners of this broadcast will know undoubtedly that the clip there at the beginning of um, the video that we just listened to, um, which is titled Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Presidential Campaign Launch Video. You can find that on his website, his um, presidential campaign website, Kennedy. 24.com, the numbers two and four, 24.com. The beginning of that video is an excerpt of the extemporaneous remarks of his father in Indianapolis, Indiana, on the night of April 5th, I believe, Or maybe it was – no, it was the fourth, I think. I think it was the night of uh, King's assassination. And um, it was his extemporaneous remarks while the rest of the country was rioting that uh, even Wikipedia says – allowed indianapolis to sleep in peace while the rest of the country was in flames and it's pretty remarkable his his remarks and you know for that matter he was told uh by the police chief that he should not i mean he was you know he was um Scheduled to speak, but he was told after King was assassinated that he shouldn't go to this predominantly black neighborhood uh, because they couldn't protect him. Police couldn't protect him, and he decided to go anyway, obviously, and spoke from the back of a flatbed truck and uh, said, among other things, what we heard there and You know, this is no small thing. You start to dive deeper down the rabbit hole. Uh, You know, maybe you listen to some of the things that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has said recently. And you realize that... um, Bobby Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, uh, probably knew a lot more than most people realize. And so when he said during that, during those extemporaneous remarks, for example, that his brother was killed by a white man, uh, you know, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't the uh story that we're all led to believe that he had in mind, if you know what I mean uh, so I mean we sort of we sort of got into that during yesterday's broadcast a little bit during um It was Don's call, right, yesterday. You know, um, maybe it was. So, to Don's point yesterday, not to not to uh, dive down this rabbit hole, but um, Nana Rhodes Hughes, for example, was um, one of the one of the eyewitnesses of. Um, I'm 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 commingling stories. I'm thinking of the assassination of. Robert Kennedy, not John Kennedy so much, but, um, you know, there are other folks. There was the guy who became president, for example, that was in Dallas and doesn't remember where he was or said he didn't remember where he was. And his son became president too, by the way. But, um, so maybe that was the kind of thing that Robert Kennedy was thinking when he said that his brother was killed by a white man. Maybe it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald. He was referring to. So I, I imagine it wasn't actually anyway, those remarks, very interesting. It's, I think it's very, um, telling that Bobby Kennedy Jr. would include those remarks in the opening of his uh his campaign announcement video the one that he features on his website front page just below the fold so interesting stuff and those i mean uh those remarks i think tell a much deeper story You know, this was uh, basically, I think, you know, in simple terms, I think this is what got everyone killed. Um, From JFK and RFK to Martin Luther King to uh, Malcolm X to um, Fred Hampton, you know explanations that don't explain answers that don't answer it was the the uh, the peaceful nonviolent stuff you know it was exactly what Robert Kennedy was talking about there in those opening remarks we have a choice to make we can choose this or... We can choose that. And so much of what we see around us, this is what RFK Jr. has been talking about. So much what we see around us is, is bait to lure us into conflict, fear-based conflict. And to really terrify and terrorize people and Lead them into uh, a state of fear and panic and confusion and pandemonium. But this is an interesting moment. You know, we have somebody obviously running for president who perhaps uniquely qualified in many ways. Then there's the young kid, Vivek Ramaswamy, on the Republican side of things. Personally, I think, together, they would be the perfect ticket. And, um... Oh, before we go any further, I just want to say, uh... That... I appreciate the sacrifice, the personal sacrifice of, um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Vivek Ramaswamy in particular. There's so much crazy, you know, there is the, uh, Donald Trump, EG, Jean uh, Carroll civil trial and the $5 million settlement. It was, um, Civil suit, not criminal. So, uh, you know, for example, I mean, if we're just talking about that for a minute, the rape charge was rejected. And, you know, Donald Trump says, I have absolutely no idea who this woman is. It's a witch hunt, which, um, incidentally... (laughs) was the same thing that uh, what's his name said speaking of um, corruption Representative Santos George excuse me George Santos it's another interesting you know if you want to if you want to talk about things that will make people cynical. It's this kind of stuff. Donald Trump says it's a witch hunt. George Santos says it's a witch hunt. I mean, the language that Santos is using sounds very similar to, you know, Donald Trump language. The point is not that either one is guilty per se, but you know, this is a culture that we are sort of allowing ourselves to be uh, acclimated to, I think. And to borrow from Lark, you know, acculturated, perhaps. You know, I think about the shock, for example. You can only be shocked by something once, and then what happens after you've been acclimated to it? So, in contravention to all of that, the insanity, you know, some of what we talked about yesterday. I think maybe I should read some some of uh, Jacob Siegel's piece that I m- mentioned yesterday. We played the, his interview, but, um, you know, his piece, A Guide to Understanding the Hoax of the Century. Some interesting stuff out there. Maybe we should play more of Jim Douglas's uh, speech, his keynote address. He was also, Jim Douglas, by the way, was also at the, the uh, King family civil trial versus Lloyd Jowers and other unnamed persons. Remember where basically the intelligence community and army intelligence in particular and um, Memphis law enforcement and the mafia... Um, were were sort of convicted in absentia of conspiring to assassinate Martin Luther King Jr. So Jim Douglas was there for the trial, and um, basically no one else was. And that's an interesting read if you get a chance. But, you know, this is an interesting moment. So... Before we go any further, I just wanted to say in contravention to the, you know, the Trump stuff that we've seen lately, particularly the Eugene Carroll case and the George Santos stuff and so many other things. Diane Feinstein is back. She was trending on Twitter yesterday. I don't know if she is today, but returned to uh the Senate after missing nearly 100 floor votes during uh, a month's long capital absence. Recovering from shingles. Wink, wink. Why do I feel like, you know, recovering from shingles is a euphemism or or something of the sort? So, you know, there's that. There's, you know, so much graft and corruption. It's not insider trading if you're in Congress because, I mean, how can you possibly not know? Kind of like it's not, you know, it's not – psychological operations and psychological warfare if it's on social media because it bounces back. And so what can we do about that? You know, we can't help it if the American people are on social media. It's just shenanigans like that. So in contravention to all of that, I, I hats off to Bobby Kennedy Jr. and Vivek Ramaswamy in particular for their public service because I genuinely don't see how either one of them benefits personally from throwing their hat in the ring, you know, for the 2024 presidential race. From what I've seen, you know, unless it's some kind of an alternative media, Um, platform where they're both received very well by the way if it's mainstream stuff well you know for the last 10 years the there's been a concerted effort an ongoing increasing effort to keep bobby kennedy jr off and out of the uh spotlight and the out of away from the mainstream lens. But, you know, they both, I think, endure it graciously. And I think they probably want to say, you know, that line from Jerry Maguire, can we play that? If I had to guess. I am out here for you. You don't know what
2: it's like to be me out here for you. It is an up at dawn pride swallowing siege that i will never fully tell you about okay
1: (laughs) i feel like that's probably warranted certainly for vivek after watching you know the chuck todd meet the press interview and so many others it's so ridiculous anyway we're headed into a break right stick around we'll be right back after this short break
3: Protest inside the Tennessee State Capitol yesterday raised some questions. I'm Peter Serfine with another Liberty Minute. I carry a gun to protect those around me. I'm a member of Right to Bear to protect my legal rights. Use code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com for affordable. Carry insurance. Protesters swarmed the Tennessee State Capitol building yesterday as votes were being taken to expel three Democrat members of the state house. The vote to expel these three Democrats is because last week those three joined in another protest inside the Capitol building. That protest disrupted the proceedings of the legislature. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Should elected officials be removed because they protested and disrupted the proceedings? One thing I definitely noticed is that nobody is reporting on this storming of the state capitol as an insurrection. A thousand people have been prosecuted for storming a capitol building and disrupting an official proceeding on January 6, 2021. How is this any different? Oh, because these protesters want gun control. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time. See this Pasham, Parabellum.
2: For the first time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both internet and satellite broadcasting and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800-724-2719, extension 3, for
4: details.
1: Back. So many crazy things going on. Golly. And, you know, there is an effort. You know, if you go back to Genesis chapter 3 and come forward in the Bible, at every pivotal moment, it seems like um, the devil shows up and... We are uh, – we become co-conspirators. We are invited to become co-conspirators. We are invited to become accessories to the crime. And then it doesn't just stop there. It's it's like the mafia deal, you know, where one begets another, begets another, begets suddenly. You know, it, it's the – it's uh, – Ponerology and the Lucifer effect. Pure evil. By degrees. And, you know, which reminds me of so many remarks along those lines, not the least of which Jefferson, a a, a departure from principle in one instance becomes a precedent for a second, that second for a third and so on. Until the bulk of society is reduced to mere automatons of misery for nothing but sinning and suffering, basically. And we are invited. But there is a pressure that is building. It's overwhelming. You see it in things like that. You know, the interview that I mentioned, uh, Vivek, maybe we should play some of that. It's just painful to watch. The, The dishonesty, I mean, I feel like You know, you want to ask Chuck Todd off air. You don't really believe these things that you're saying, like there's scientific evidence for more than two genders. You don't believe that, Chuck Todd. You can't possibly believe that. But you're paid to say that. You're paid to say it enthusiastically and convincingly. And so you're a paid liar. And that's really when things start to go south, when we will allow ourselves to do those things to the point that we become, like the Bible says, you know, seared in our conscience perhaps, sociopathic in nature because, you know, devoid of conscience. And for that matter, one of the things that uh, we talked about on several occasions when Fred in Iowa would call in, rest his soul, um, is Second Thessalonians chapter 2 in particular. And this idea that, well, so um, then that lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth. That's power. And bring to an end by the appearance of his coming, Jesus Christ. That is the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan with all power and signs and false wonders. That's where we are now, I think. A lot of power, a lot of signs and false wonders. And with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, why do they perish? Because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. For this reason, this is, this is, I mean, if you really think about it, this is sobering. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence. Who will send it? So that they will believe what is false. And, you know, you put this together with Matthew 24 and Jesus saying in preface to responding to the questions of the disciples, see to it that you be not deceived. I think there's more to it than that. For this reason, God will send upon them a del- deluding influence so that they will believe what is false in order that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth but took pleasure in wickedness. Is that where we are in America? America taking pleasure in wickedness receiving benefit from knowingly telling lies like telling vivek ramaswamy that there's scientific evidence for more than two genders no there's pseudo scientific evidence but there's no scientific evidence of that and that's a fact hats off to you sir for being courageous enough to tell the truth vivek stick around folks we'll be right back
4: My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs, which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did clean your blocked arteries, and strengthen your heart, and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now, and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822, or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid.
7: Extend your life with
8: The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit NaturalEarthMedicine.com. That's NaturalEarthMedicine.com.
1: Bottom of the first hour, you know, in my ramblings, commingling the assassinations of John F. Kennedy and uh, Robert F. Kennedy, I referred to the call yesterday. Don was making a point, and to Don's point, you know, the assertion that Robert F. Kennedy was uh, was assassinated by uh, Thane Eugene Caesar. Uh and and that, that was a statement that uh Bobby Kennedy Jr. made years ago, by the way. Uh is is something that is probably worth mentioning. And this this kind of keeps resurfacing. You know, was Sir Han Sirhan um kind of a uh, an MK Ultra, Manchurian, Autobot. I think there's evidence to suggest yes. Um, there's obviously, you know, the last time that I that I really talked about this. Um, I think I mentioned that the Ivor johnson twenty two revolver obviously could not fire as many shots as we were told were fired that day. There are all kinds of things wrong with the Bobby Kennedy assassination story as many or more than the JFK I mean the magic bullet obviously is ridiculous you know Oswald hanging out of the book depository by his toes to fire a shot that's impossible to fire and magic bullet and so on and so on but you know the assassination of Bobby Kennedy same thing you know um, the security detail Changed anytime that happens, you got to know something's going on. Um, the fact that the Los Angeles Police Department lost thousands of pages of uh, documentation how do we explain that and who has been held accountable for these things, anyway? Um, there seems to be a possible turning of the tide. So back to what I was saying in the last segment, you know, we, we have, we have choices. I mean, this is something I've been saying for the last few days. Continuously. We have choices. Far too often we wring our hands and surrender to. The forces that are not so much posed upon us as we sort of uh, capitulate to or acquiesce to. And namely amnesia, bulia apathy. What happens then? You've basically surrendered. You have uh, – we have um, abdicated our responsibility and authority for that matter if we're honest. By then it's too late. And there are lots of jokes – you know, I thought about diving down the rabbit hole and we could, for example, um, you know, there's Elena Gorakova's book, A Mountain of Crumbs, Growing Up Behind the Iron Curtain, the quote that people misattribute to Solzhenitsyn the rules are simple they lie to us we know they're lying they know we know they're lying they keep lying to us and we keep pretending to believe them it's easy to to oversimplify those kinds of remarks we have not experienced in America what folks in other parts of the world have experienced From Dwight Gardner's book review, New York Times book review, titled Elena Gorkova's Mountain of Crumbs Describes Life in the Soviet Union. Back in January of 2010, Gardner wrote, the title of Elena Gorkova's new memoir, A Mountain of Crumbs, about growing up in the Soviet Union in the 1960s and 70s, comes from a game her grandmother invented to hide that she had almost no food to put on the table. She'd break up a slice of black bread and a cube of sugar on a plate and say to the crying child, look at how much you've got, a whole mountain of crumbs. Similarly, Wikipedia has this unattributed joke on the, uh, The um, Russian political jokes Wikipedia page entry under the section titled communism. Actually, a little backing up. It it reads, according to Marxist Leninist theory. Communism in the strict sense And this, you know, we can sort of infer the Stalinist quote. Communism is the goal of socialism or the end of it. You know, that's where we're headed with it. According to marxist Lenin's theory, communism, is, in the strict sense, is the final stage of evolution of a society after it has passed through the socialism stage. The Soviet Union thus cast itself as a socialist country, you know, the USSR, not the USCR. Trying to build communism, which was supposed to be a classless society, that sounds fun, doesn't it? It sounds like Zemiatin's uh, "We." The principle of the state of the state capitalism of the period of, and here's the joke: the principle. Of the state capitalism of the period of transition to communism, the authorities pretend they are paying wages, workers pretend they are working. Alternatively, so long as the bosses pretend to pay us, we will pretend to work. This joke persisted essentially unchanged through the 1980s. Really, you know, in other words, to the end or to the collapse of the Soviet Union, so to speak. I don't know about you, but, you know, I know that it collapsed in 1991, but did it really or was it just, you know, a renewal in a robust sort of fashion, which reminds me of a one tweet in particular. I've mentioned Peter Leiden quite a few times lately because of the dumpster fire that is California. And unfortunately, it really is just about from any frame of reference, I think so. Zach Coelius had a, quite a thread back on May 5th. I guess I uh, was muted there. Don't know what happened. I'm not sure where where uh, I went silent, but I was I was saying uh, these jokes, this Russian humor. You know, first of all, I don't know about you, but I know that the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991. But did it really? Or was it a renewal, which kind of reminds me of a, a post that I made on Twitter yesterday? Zach Coelius had a rant back on the 5th of May, which began with a post on Twitter. As I have traveled around the country over the last year, a lot of folks from other countries have been asking me what the hell went wrong in San Francisco. The city, uh, so many called their favorite city in the U.S., has become obviously broken. Here's what I've been telling them, and it's a, it's quite a diatribe that follows. People were commenting along the way, and that was sort of, you know, I think they missed the larger point in most cases. Many, so I reposted that on Twitter with the comment. What say the crazies now, like Peter, California is the future Leiden. Was national U.S. suicide always the goal? Maybe the Ouroboros could be the symbol of urban renewal and communitarian gentrification and uh, our supervillain, Klaus Schwab, its patron saint. We've, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy has made the point very eloquently, very articulately, many times that we have been encouraged, the way I would put it, we've been encouraged to surrender our national identity, if we could put it that way. The nihilistic impulse has gripped certain psychically mutilated folks with the victimhood psychopathy that tells them that, you know, there's nothing more powerful than a victim. And so here is your voice to speak truth to power and all that kind of Marxist nonsense, not realizing that they're being Buffalo jumped themselves because like Mike Huckabee said back in 2007 on the presidential campaign trail to create havoc in the world, you need poor desperate people. It's the way it works. You need – the way that he put it, you need educated people to provide the intellectual underpinnings and poor, desperate people to provide the manpower. And this is the point. Before the Russian Revolution, the rural peasants who formed the overwhelming bulk of the population weren't sitting around reading Karl Marx. They were illiterate. And we have been functionally illiterate for some time in this country by design. But, you know, again, I mean, we have choices to make. Mom and dad are sending young people to these institutions that are uh, exactly, precisely what Bertrand Russell described in The Impact of Science on Society. Uh. Social psychologists of the future will have a number of classes of school children on whom they will try different methods of producing an unshakable conviction that snow is black. populace will not be allowed to know how its convictions were generated. You know, all those – the science of, of the technique of mass psychology and manipulation will be diligently studied. It will be rigidly confined to the governing class. So we have that. Social psychologists of the of today have a number of classes of school children on whom they will try different methods of producing an unshakable conviction that snow is black. And when it happens, mom and dad are horrified. Oh my goodness, how did this happen? It was it started in mass in Dewey's kindergarten at Columbia University. We have numerous books that document it. Dewey himself was not really shy about it, though it was, as Bertrand Russell put it, rigidly confined to the governing governing class, the practice of it. John Taylor Gatto has been very articulately outspoken about it. So, you know, Jordan Peterson, who taught at Harvard University, says don't send your kids to that to those you know to university send them through to trade school so like i said recently it turns out micro's been right for 15 years or 20 years fotech is the way to go uh, let's see as we as we are headed out here in the next few moments for the break how about Some more Russian political jokes that probably fit the moment. Uh, Under the section Gulag, this was interesting. Three Gulag inmates are telling each other what they're in for. The first one says, I was five minutes late for work and they charged me with sabotage. The second says, for me, it was just the opposite. I was five minutes early for work, and they charged me with espionage. The third one says, I got to work right on time, and they charged me with harming the Soviet economy by acquiring a watch in a capitalist country. This is becoming humorous, perhaps, because it's touching a nerve. We're getting too close to this in America if we haven't gotten too close already. So, interesting times, to say the least. We're headed into a break. Be right back. Stick around.
2: Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Black Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10, that's repub
3: one
1: back final segment of the first hour to the phones patrick in texas thanks for calling welcome uh,
9: uh, thanks chris can you can you hear me all
1: right yes and, sir
9: oh thank you i, I just sometimes communications get kind of flaky. Um, yeah you know you talked about uh, you know we, we haven't experienced what the, the russians have experienced over there yeah. but uh um, and, uh, you know, and uses, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and uses Mullins book, uh, the, um, the secret, uh, white holocaust. And he points out that, you know, um, actually the Civil War was a holocaust. And, uh, he shows how it was done. Um, and there was, uh, it, it was, a uh, you know, like, uh, Rothschild well, said, if you don't, if you don't uh, renew my charter, there will be war. And he didn't succeed. It turned into, uh, we know we know now, Michael Gage has a brilliant job of showing the continuity of the 1848 Communist Manifesto and how that all inflamed by all of Europe. They failed. They came over here. We know who they are, uh, the Frankfurt School, uh you know uh, and uh Lincoln, you know with his connections to the you uh, uh was put in place by him um and it was uh, the uh, uh the uh publication that uh that uh was uh, that Lincoln would get every day was uh, was was a communist uh, uh, he hired Russian communists and made them generals or, 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 or had <laughs> two divisions, uh, and uh, you know, and he paid them five point five million dollars. Uh, he did, he couldn't have he couldn't come up with any money for the war, but yet he came up with that. Uh, and he, uh, he had fifty generals of the North were communists. that um, um, you know, it was like uh, he I think uh, moving over to the first world war you know the uh, churchill said expressed his alarm over the developments of the, in the uh, publication there, uh, in the in the Herald. Uh, he said, uh, I mean, "Adam Weishaupt and uh, Karl Marx, Trotsky, the Bellacoon, the Rosa Luxemburg, Emma Goldberg, the worldwide conspiracy to overthrow civilization." That came out of the Zionist Churchill's mouth.
1: Yeah, uh, the old know, revolutionary movement. Yep.
9: Yeah, that, that was a layout of the first war. The second, the same thing. It's just a copy. We them?
1: are out of time. Second hour coming up. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back. People
8: who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee.
4: HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN.
6: You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network.
8: Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.